Just thank you, Lord, for being a great God. Give God another clap off in the praise. Come on. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God if you can. Thank you, praise team, for ushering in the presence of God. We say good morning to everybody. It's so good to see everybody on Palm Sunday. And we give God glory, honor, and praise as we start our Passion Week celebration. And so we want to welcome any first-time visitors right now. Those of you who are online, if you're checking us out for the first time and you are visiting with us, drop uh, your name and location in the chat. If you could do that for us, please let us know where you are. And if it's your first time, there's some people standing by in our chat that is ready to welcome you. Now, if you are in the room and this is your first time with us in the building, you heard about us, somebody invited you, you decided to come would you please stand? Let us recognize you, any of our first-timers. Come on, we got them right here. Remain standing for us, please. We have some people that's going to give you some information just to let you know how happy we are that you are with us. They're coming to you right now. We pride ourselves on three things, Ivy. What are those three things? Love, grow, and serve. That's what we're all about. So we want to hope that you have felt love here already. We're trying to grow in Christ, and we're serving each other, and we're serving the community, and we're serving the Lord. And so we hope that uh, you'll take some time to fill that out during the service, and you can drop that off so we can stay in contact with you. Thank you so much. You may be seated. Let's give them another big clap off and a praise. Now, it's the first Sunday in April, y'all. Where the April birthday babies, all the April birthday babies, come on, stand to your feet. Oh, look at you, my Sammy. I see you back there, my Sammy. Come on, let's do it up big for the April birthday babies. Put your hands together. Come on, come on, let's do it big. Come on, keep that clapping going. Come on, praise team. Josh, hit it. You got it. Come on, let's give them another big clap over the praise. That's what I was waiting on, Josh. Today. I appreciate it. Thank y'all. Yeah, my fault. My fault. Amen. We are so glad that we have the April birthdays and you're all celebrating another year. Now, we want to take some time to move to our offering. And for those of you who are visiting with us, just to let you know how we do our offering. There's not going to be a plate that we're going to pass. There's not going to be a walking offering. We don't do any of that. Um, most of our opportunities for you to give are online. So we have cash apps on the screen. We have Givelify. You can text to give. There are many different ways you can do it right from your phone. Now, if you still want to give cash or check, we still accept that in Jesus' name. There is an opportunity for you to do that. Yes, sir. We don't turn it down, do we? No, we ain't going to turn it down. But you do need an envelope if it's check or cash. You do need an envelope, and you need to fill out the envelope, leave your information. There's some bins on the back wall of which you can drop that envelope of your cash or check offering in there. So if you do need an envelope, uh, would you please raise your hand real quick? Raise your hand. Um, our ushers and gleaners are coming by now. Keep your hands up so we can give you an envelope 
And we'll thank you um, for that. Now, while we're doing that and we're giving out envelopes, let me give you an update on our Operation Bless the Community where we are. So as of right now, um, this, just this year alone, we asked that you would sow a seed of $100, everybody into the Operation Bless the Community. Again, this is not in the general fund. This is a special offering on top of what we normally give. So right now, I'm pleased to say that we're a little over $4,000 that we have already received so far. Let's give God praise for that. So I will tell you that the goal is to get to $10,000, um, where that normally is what we do. We normally do at least two to three organizations that we bless in the Southeast community. And usually we do it at a clip of about $10,000 each. So I am believing God that by the time we get to Pentecost Sunday, um, which is in May, uh, we will have that $10,000. And so, again, I'm asking you to prayerfully consider uh, that you would give above and beyond to the Operation Bless the Community campaign. Now, please understand you have to designate those funds. You have to say it when you give it online or cash app in the notation or however you do it, please make sure that it says Operation Bless the Community. Otherwise, it's going to go to our general fund. And again, 100% of all of the donations that you give to that fund, 100% goes right back out to the community. We don't keep any of it. So again, we thank you so much uh, in advance for your support. Now, we want to go ahead and celebrate. We have some new family members those that have completed their new discipleship process. And so we are ready to extend to them the right hand of fellowship. So if you are in the building, we're going to ask that you stand as well. Kathy Stevens from Williamsburg, Latoya Breckenridge from Newport News, uh, Sierra Smith from Newport News, and my brother Kevin Jones, who is here today from Hampton. If you are in the room, would y'all stand up for us, please? Come on, let's give all of our family members a big clap offering of praise. If you are seated next to one of them, give them a big old hug. Tell them, welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. And let us all say to them, hey, cuz. Yeah, y'all the cud nims. In Jesus' name, we certainly thank God for you, that you are now with us, and uh, we are very, very excited about that. Now, let me give you some quick announcements about this week. As we said, we're entering into Passion Week. There are lots of activities that we have taking place. Um, starting tomorrow night, again, um, the choir will be at First Baptist Hampton. Um, they will be uh, with the First Baptist Hampton Choir for rehearsal in preparation for our Monday, Thursday service. Okay, so um, tomorrow night again, choir, First Baptist Hampton. You can see Brother Devon for more information. Then we will not have Bible study on Wednesday. There's no Bible study noon or 7 on Wednesday. We take this time in this week to give extra preparation for Resurrection Sunday. Thursday is Monday, Thursday. And again, that's at 7 o'clock. That's at First Baptist Hampton. So we will celebrate the Lord's Supper there, um, our mass choir combined choir rather will be ministering I'll be preaching uh, on this upcoming Thursday so again that's at First Baptist Hampton on Friday there are two things that's coming up on Friday uh, one on Friday we end our 40 day consecration so let's give God praise for that and I hope that God has done some great things in your 40 days and so um, we look forward to hearing the testimonies of what God has done in your life during the 40 days. Now, we officially end our 40-day consecration at 12 noon. So I want to give a shout-out to our associate ministers and our deacons who have been leading the Friday prayer calls every Friday uh, during the 40 days. So let's give it up for them. And so on this Friday at noon, that will end the 40-day prayer and consecration time. So that's that. Then also, uh, I'll be ministering on Friday as well at Pastor Chris Carter's church, New Hope Baptist Church, for the seven last words. That also is at noon. So if you want to um, be on the call, you can be on the call. If you want to come hang with me, you can hang with me. Whatever you decide um, is certainly up to you. Then on Saturday... 
because we normally have prayer time at 9 o'clock on Sundays, but because we have two services on Sunday at 8 and 10.30, so please be mindful of the new time, 10.30 on next Sunday, not 10 o'clock, 8 and 10.30. Um, but because we have two services next Sunday, on Saturday we're going to do our corporate prayer at 10 a.m. So please be mindful, 10 a.m. corporate prayer on Saturday. For, the, for those who want to come with our intercessors, Sunday, two services, 8 and 10.30 a.m. And if you got all of that, somebody say, I got it. All right, we want to recognize those celebrating anniversaries in the month of April. If you're celebrating a wedding anniversary in April, would you stand, please? Those celebrating a wedding anniversary in April. Sister Kitty, you back there by yourself? Okay, all right, there we go. Amen. Why it take y'all so long to stand? Did y'all have to think about it or something? Y'all couldn't remember what money was? Just messing with you. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for these that are standing married couples. We pray your hand of blessing upon them. And God, we pray that you would protect them, protect their homes, protect their relationship. God, we honor and thank you that you've allowed them to make it this far. And we pray, God, with your hand of blessing that you will be upon them, that they can make it again this time next year to say by your grace and mercy that they've been able to make it. God, we pray now that as they move forward in their union, that their marriage will be a reflection of not each other, but a reflection of the relationship between Jesus Christ and the church because that's what you commanded for marriage to be. So we thank you for it. Bless their children if they have them. Bless their finances. Bless their friendship. In every place, Lord, let not the enemy get a crack into their union. And we ask it in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give them another clap offering of praise. Last thing I want to mention before we move on is, did we not have a good time on Wednesday? Did not our sons, Avi, sons and daughters minister? And so I thank God for our associate ministers for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and doing a fantastic job. And then for all of the men who came on Friday night, um, no, it was Friday, yes, who came on Friday for our event. Thank you so much for hanging with us, for Man Cry. It was indeed a blessing in that regard as well. Now, having said that, let's all stand, please. Let's all stand. Y'all been sitting for a little bit. It's the first of the month. I need you to go and find some folks. Just hug on them and tell them I love you. Just tell them I love you. Remain standing, please. All right, five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Come on back to me, please. Shh. I'm also ask that you pray for Minister Meach and the 116 team. Some of them are traveling back as we speak from Lynchburg, from Eagle Irie. 
you took about 15 of our youth up to a youth conference this weekend. And so we ask that you would pray for safe travel and mercies as they come back here. Amen. Turn your Bible, please, to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, starting at verse 1. If y'all don't have it by now, where should you look? Look on the screens from which cometh my help. All of my help coming from the screens. <laughs> now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Did that one. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Did that one. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Check. Did that one. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Yep. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Did that one. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Before you're seated, need you to find three people and tell them this. We ain't going there today. We ain't going there today. You may be seated. We, we just ain't going there today. We ain't going there today. I'm too tired. We ain't going there today. Mm -mm, you ain't getting on my nerves today. No, we're not going there. In the spirit of Palm Sunday, also I'm going to be in Matthew 21. In Matthew 21, starting at verse number 1, it says, As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her coat by her. Unite them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, See, your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey on a coat the foal of a donkey the disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them they brought the donkey and the coat placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on a very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road while others cut branches that's what you got in your seat from the trees and spread them on the road the crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest of heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, who is this? The crowd asked, this answer, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Father, I thank you for this time today. If you would please again, I ask that you would let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. God, you are my strength and my redeemer. Let all of God's people say amen. Lady Swan, can I have that branch, please? Thank you. You bring it to me, please. You look good, too. Thank you. No, this is fine. Thank you. I just wanted to see you again. That's all. I don't need that. As we're in this series uh, called The Beatitudes, I want to remind you that this is how Jesus starts his ministry. This is how he starts preaching. This is his first sermon called the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus could have started with anything, but he starts off with a series of statements that reflect the life of a believer. These are not things that we should strive to do. These are things that we should be. These are things that we should live by. These are things that we should abide by. 
Last week we wrestled with, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And as a reminder of that, blessed are those or happy are those because most people come to church and you want to get blessed. So happy are the people whose heart is pure. Happy are the people where the heart, which is the real life of you, the core of you, the essence of you, where all parts of you kind of come together in the same space. Blessed is the one whose center space is pure, for they shall see God. As a reminder, this is what the goal is for church. The goal is not that we should see just each other, but that every time we come to the house of God, the goal is, is that we should see God. I want to see God move. I want to see God do some things. I want to see his presence. Because truth of the matter is, if God doesn't show up, then why are we here in the first place? But not only do I want God, to, I want to see God here, but I also want to see God outside of the church. I want to see God in my house. I want to see God in my finances. I want to see God in my relationships with my friends. And I want to see God in my community. And that starts with me being pure at heart. Now, why am I bringing that up? Because that was last week. I'm bringing it up because I believe that each of these Beatitudes are progressive. So in other words, when I finally get to the place where I begin to see God in all parts of my life because my heart is in the right space, now I can get to the one that we're going to discuss today. Blessed are the peace makers. Notice, my heart got to be right first to see God. Once I see God, then I want to be able to say, that's what I want. I want God in all facets of my life. And once I see God and get a taste of God, once I get a real taste, I ain't talking about a taste of church. I'm talking about a taste of God. And how many of you can testify, I've had a taste of God before. I, I, I've tasted him and known that he is real when I have testimony to share. I ain't just talking about church now. I know that God is real because I've seen God for myself. Now we can get to this one. Blessed are the peacemakers. It is interesting, uh, Reverend Pretlow, I hear you in the back. Let me talk to you. Uh, it's, 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 it's interesting that um, most of us seek peace. And all of us want peace. I believe that at the end of the day, peace is what most of us want more than anything else. You can have the money. And money is nice. Nice stuff is nice. But at the end of the day, really what I want to do is when I, when I put my key in the door, and I open the door. What I don't want to have to deal with on the other side of the door is foolishness and craziness and all kinds of stuff. I just want some peace. I just want to sleep good at night. I just want to be able to get to the space and just breathe. And I have discovered, unfortunately, that there are so many people even believers that don't have peace at home. And that's an interesting dynamic when you don't have peace at home. Because then you have to find it in other spaces. But really where God ultimately wants to reside so that you can have the greatest sense of calm is in your house. This is why the enemy is wreaking or trying to wreak havoc in your house. Because we all understand that home life wins. Let me help y'all understand something. I have sat in more meetings with city officials, with other church leaders, with all the school officials, with all that stuff, and everybody's answering the same question. What can we do to deal with some of the craziness that we see happening in the streets, happening in the schools, happening in our communities. And everybody's coming up with all these great ideas, which are wonderful, right? But here's the problem. At some point, 
you got to go home. No matter how much or how long we in church, you got to go home. No matter how many after-school programs you put your child in, at some point, they got to go home. And so the issue then is not church. It is, it is not um, school and what's being provided. There are a number of programs out here in the community of which people can participate in. But at the end of the day, what's really happening is there is drama there is dysfunction, there is foolishness, there is craziness at home. So you can be whatever you want to be here. But where you live is what's going to win. Jesus says here, happy, watch this y'all, are not the people who have peace. Jesus did not say, blessed are those who are even peaceful. No. Jesus said, happy are the peacemakers. Lord, have mercy. Uh, that, that changes it. Because for so much of us, all we want is peace. Just fill me up. Come on, Tasha Carr, till I overflow. All I want is just a little peace. Let me have a little peace in my mind. Let me have a little peace in my soul. But that's not what Jesus said. Jesus did not say blessed are those who have peace. He said blessed are those who make peace. Ooh. This changes the uh, whole situation. Blessed are those who can walk into some dysfunction. Blessed are those who can walk into some craziness. Blessed are those who got family members and friends that get on your nerves time and time again, that keep pushing your buttons, that keep doing stuff to try to make you go there. And the only thing you say is, we ain't going there today. I believe I got two or three people that know what I'm talking about. There's always that cousin. There's always that co-worker. There's always that friend that do stuff to try to push your buttons, to try to get on your nerves, to try to get a reaction. And Jesus said, blessed are the ones that say, I ain't stooping to your level. I ain't going there with you today. You ain't going to carry me up here today. You ain't going to make me after I've been in church and had high time to now come down to your level and got to cuss you out today. The devil is a liar. Blessed are the peace. No, we ain't doing that today. No, no, no. I ain't going there. This is, this is your, your saying now. When they don't understand what you're doing. I'm bringing it down. I'm bringing it down. Because I'm right there on the edge. I know it's right there on my lip. And if you say one more thing to me, but help me, Holy Ghost, to push it back down. Hey. Hey, you're going to go to work tomorrow. There's always somebody complaining about something. Somebody ain't doing their job right. You had to double cover for somebody else. And they getting on your nerves and they come to you with all kinds of foolishness. No, it is not, watch this y'all, blessed are those who have peace. Blessed are those who can bring the temperature down. Blessed are those who ain't going to let the craziness continue. Blessed are those that when, before you was walking in the room, there was all kinds of stuff talking about. But they know when you walk in the room, they can't carry that same conversation because they know you're not going to contribute to the mess. So from now on, when y'all come in church and y'all see me doing this, y'all know what's going on. 
Come on, y'all try it with me, please. Y'all try. Because you're going to need it when you leave here. I guarantee you, somebody going to say something to you today. Somebody might say something to you in the car once we leave here today. And you're going to be in a car pushing the dashboard. Mm -mm. Why ain't you talking? Now watch this, y'all. Blessed are those who don't go there. Blessed are those who don't contribute to the dysfunction. Blessed are those who don't like to carry mess. Blessed are those who ain't involved in the gossip and the slander. Blessed are those who like to keep things the way they're supposed to be. Because don't you understand that there are some people who can't function unless there's dysfunction. There are some people in your life, they can't be happy unless there's mess going on. They, they can't be happy unless there's drama and foolishness and cussing and fussing. They can't be happy and satisfied. And, and here's what they'll do. If you at a good space and they see that you at a good space, they're going to try to pull you in. We ain't going there today. Why? Watch this. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. You ready for this? For they will be called children of God. Let me mess with y'all's theology for a minute. You thought being a child of God was just getting saved. You thought being a child of God was just joining the church. I'm an heir of God. Joint heir of Christ. I'm a king's kid. Out of the lips of Jesus, Jesus said, don't you call yourself a child of God unless you are bringing the temperature. Don't you call yourself a child of God if you constantly still like to stir up mess. Don't you call yourself a child of God if you like dysfunction and that's how you thrive. Don't you call yourself a child of God if all you want to do is see one relationship after another jacked up. Don't you call yourself no child of God and please don't tell nobody you go to Ivy. Call out somebody else. No, don't even do that. Don't even do that. Don't put that on that pass. You out here making mess and then talking about, I love the Lord and go to Ivy. <laughs> Blessed are the peacemakers, the ones who bring the temperature down, the ones who don't get drawn into dysfunction, the ones who are about reconciliation. Whatever's broken, I'm trying to fix it. I'm trying to make it right. I'm trying to make peace with you. I ain't trying to have no beef with you. I ain't trying to have no drama with you. Why do you think people are getting shot in the street for no reason? Because it ain't no peace. How come you think things people are just doing all kinds of stuff? Why? Because the temperature's up here, but somebody got to bring it down. Because nowadays, ain't no more fighting. In our day, when the temperature was up here, you fought. And there are some people in this room that you probably fought years ago, and now y'all best friends. Now, temperature gets up here, I'm just going to shoot and kill you. We need some people in the room that when the temperature get up here, somebody got to say it ain't worth it. And it don't make you soft, and it don't make you weak, and it don't make you less than just to walk away. It don't make you weak to say I'm sorry. It don't make you soft to say it was my bad. You know what? I did it. 
It don't make you wrong. You are a peacemaker. Now let me mess with you one more time before I go to Palm Sunday. Um, if Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called children of God. And we come to church and we call ourselves children of God. Then when we come to God's house, why is there still drama? If children of God are gathering, there should be peace here. It ain't no peace where there's clicks. Ain't no peace where it's he said, she said. It ain't no peace where I'm still trying to find out what's going on in your life, not because I care about you, but because I just want to know what's in your business. So I'm just simply saying, if we call ourselves the house of God and we call ourselves children of God, Jesus said the only way you could be called a ch child of God is that you have to be a peacemaker. So that means, yes, we're going to disagree. No, we ain't always going to get along. The scriptures say two people don't get along on everything all the time. So there will be disagreement in the church. Yes, there will be. Everybody won't see the same thing the same way in the church, just like you do in the world. But the difference is, is that when you have two children of God together who disagree, both sides ought to be fighting together to bring it down. Therefore, this is what we should learn in church. It is not that we're not going to disagree. In church, it's not that we just, oh, everybody's going to see it the same way. No, that's not what you learn in church. What you learn in church is how you should disagree. In church, you should learn how you move forward when you don't see eye to eye. In church, what you should learn is, how can I still love you even though you like this and I like this and you were born in this era and I was born in this era and we still don't see it the same way, but it's the same God. So you can't be a peacemaker without peace. And Deacon Bell, last I checked, peace is a fruit of the Spirit. So you can't be a peacemaker unless you have peace, and you can't get peace unless you got the Holy Ghost. And you can't have peace unless you allow the Holy Spirit to operate in your life, which means that a spirit is not just in the moments of service, but you got to allow the spirit to tell you, close your mouth. You got to trust the spirit to say, nope, don't go no further. You got to trust the spirit to say, this is the time to walk away. Uh, this is the time to say, you know what, it's not going to be that. This is, this is where the spirit helps you to interject. No, the spirit ain't always in the running and jumping. But the spirit sometimes tell you, stop right there. First Corinthians 14 and 33, read it when you get home. It says, for our God is not an author of confusion. But our God is the author of peace. So wherever you see peace, that's where the presence of the Lord is. And last I checked, Lady Swan, the Bible says where two or three are gathered together in his name, he's in the midst. Well, the only way we can gather together in his name is that when there's no drama between us. We ain't gathering in his name when there's beef between us. We ain't gathering in his name when I'm comparing myself to you and I'm looking you up and down. We ain't gathering in his name when I'm more looking at your gift versus my gift. That ain't gathering in his name. We gather in his name when both of us can get along. And so therefore, when I look at this, what I conclude is that there was no person that was more qualified to be a son of God, a child of God, than Jesus the Christ. And I know that he was of God, but he's also the son of God, which makes him a child of God. Therefore, the greatest peacemaker that we ever see in the world was Jesus the Christ. And no more was Jesus the Christ illustrated as being a peacemaker than on Palm Sunday. I'm in uh, Matthew 21 now. And here is what Jesus said on Palm Sunday. He said before that, he said in Matthew 21, verses 1 through 6, roughly, read it when you get home. He says, listen, um, we're about to go into Jerusalem for the final time. 
and this is what I need you to do. I'm telling a couple of the disciples to go into the village opposite you. This is verse 1. And look in the village opposite you, and there you will find a donkey and a colt. A colt is just a, a, a small donkey. Uh, loose them uh, and bring them to me. And if anybody ever asks you, what are you doing? Just tell them the Lord is in need of these. And the Bible says that the disciples went into the village, and as Jesus predicted, the donkeys were sitting there tied up exactly like Jesus told them to. He loosed, the, the disciples loosed the donkeys. The owner came out and said, hey, are you stealing my donkeys? He said, no, uh, the Lord told us that uh, he's in need of them, and the owner said, go ahead. Now, uh, I just want y'all to catch what just happened. Jesus was in one village and told them to go into another village, and you will find everything exactly like I told you. Uh, and they went into the other village and found the donkeys and everything exactly like he told them. And he also told them that the owner was going to come out, and the owner came out. How come we can't trust God at his word? We trust more people when we are lost and looking for directions. Because when you're lost and you're looking for something, you'll go to somebody you don't even know and say, can you help me get to the point that person can tell you anything? But they're going to say, uh, go down to the landmark and make a left. And that's exactly what you're going to do. But when it comes to the word and Jesus telling you, I need you to do this, why do we wrestle? You trust a stranger more than you trust God. So here it is. Uh, Jesus went in. The disciples found the uh, uh, donkeys exactly the way they found them. He said, loose them, bring them to me. He loosed them. And this is where Palm Sunday comes because Jesus gets up on the donkey. Now, now, now uh, Matthew records two. Everybody else records one. So somebody said, well, the Bible can't be real because there's two here and there's one in the other place. Wrong. See, this is what you got to understand. Jesus got on the little donkey and the mother was the bigger donkey. So, so that the little one wouldn't go away, he had the mother to come with them so that the, that the little one wouldn't be scared uh, as Jesus was riding along in Jerusalem. Now, the question you got to ask yourself, though, is why did Jesus ride a donkey? That's what you got to ask yourself. Because if I'm king, I ain't riding no donkey if I'm king I'm riding a horse matter of fact if I'm king I'm riding in a chariot with some 24s on it that's got some spinners I'm coming in right if me if I'm the king but Jesus is the king and the reason why, y'all ready for this? The reason why he chose to ride a donkey is for two reasons. Number one, it fulfills scripture. Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 9 tells us in the Old Testament that when the Messiah came in, he was going to be riding on a donkey. But the reason that's most important of why he rode a donkey is because, y'all ready for this? Donkeys in biblical times symbolized peace. By him getting on the donkey and them throwing the cloaks on the ground and the people waving, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The reason why they cut branches down and threw them in the street and watching our king ride a donkey. Is because Jesus is sending a message to the people that they didn't even catch. I'm king, but I ain't coming to fight. I'm king, but I'm coming in peace. There'll be another time for me to fight. But we ain't going there today. Today is about celebrating the fact that I'm going in for the final time. And the reason why I'm going in for the final time is because from eternity past, my daddy told me that I had an assignment. And the assignment was that I had to go down on a cross for my people. 
and I had to go into the tomb for three days and come up after the third day with all power in my hand. Palm Sunday was a day of celebration because Jesus didn't want there to be no fighting today. He didn't want there to be no tension today. He didn't want there to be no drama today. All he wanted So when he gets into Jerusalem, then stuff starts jumping off. He overturns the money tables. And he says, this is going to be a house of prayer for all people. I just need y'all to understand some things. There are times when you got to go there. But not today. There are times where you got to stand for what you believe in that might make some, ruffle some feathers. Not today. Unto everything, there's a time and a season of which everything has been placed under the sun. Jesus is demonstrating the ultimate act on Palm Sunday of being a peacemaker. And even afterwards, we see all throughout the week when he was crucified, he was a peacemaker. Even when they were lying on him, he was a peacemaker. How do I know? Because every time they asked him a question, he never said a word. You don't have to respond every time somebody says something crazy to you. Pontius Pilate asked him, are you the Christ? He ain't say nothing. Because when I know who I am, Why do I have to prove to you who I already know I am? When they put the reeds on him, he didn't say a word. When they spat in his face, he didn't say a word. When they said, you are the king of the Jews, he didn't say a word. Blessed are the peacemakers. Uh, when Peter decided to defend Jesus by cutting off one of the other guards' ears, instead of Jesus saying, you deserve that, you know what Jesus did? He healed the man's ear. We ain't going there today. I know who I am. I know what I'm called to do. I don't have to prove it to you. I don't have to answer to you. I don't have to do anything for you because I know what God's called me to be. And because I'm at peace with what God's called me to be, when you try to tell me who I'm not, when you try to make me to be something you want me to be, when you try to twist it around and lie on me, I ain't got to respond to you because I know who I am. <laughs> Blessed are the peacemakers. They will be called children of God. And what I have concluded, and I'm done, is that, you know what? The enemy can have us in here shouting, or the God can have us in here shouting. The enemy's like, yeah, cool. As soon as you finish shouting, I'm going to send that person to you that just takes you there. <laughs> you just got home from church. They just grate your nerves. Everybody stand. I noticed some folk need prayer today on this one. What the enemy does is he sends agitators. 
instigators, people to intentionally sabotage our identity. And once you go there, then the crowd going to be looking at you like, see, I told you, you won't go to church. That's all they're waiting for is that one moment to get you there. So they can say, I don't know why you do what you do because you just the same, just like me. There's some people that you got to say, not today. We ain't going there today. If you struggle with this, there's somebody or just situations where you just got to keep it down. Come on up here. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. He didn't say blessed are the peaceful. It's not what you have. It's it's you creating an environment of peace. And the first place that there needs to be peace is at your house. If you don't have peace in your house, you need to come up here. I ain't trying to put nobody on blast. I ain't trying to do all that. But you can't be a peacemaker going home to drama. Dysfunction. Well, pastor, it takes two. Yeah, it does. What if I'm trying to be about peace and the other person isn't? Sometimes the best peace is space. I'm going to love you from a distance. Don't mean I ain't going to be here for you. Don't mean I ain't never going to have your back. I'm going to have your back. But if we can't get on the same page, my God has called me to be a peacemaker, so I'm going to bring the temperature down. Because hmm. I want to be called a child of God. The crazy part about this is Jesus did not say being a child of God is based on your shout, based on your church attendance, based on your church membership, being a leader in the church, none of that qualified to be a child of God in this text. Being a child of God in this text is my ability to connect with you in a way that we bring the temperature down. And you can't do that without the presence of the Holy Spirit. Because in our own flesh, we're going to want to fuss them out again. Lord, just give me two minutes. Just give me two, God. That's all I need. I can do it in 30 seconds, really, but just give me two. So I can get it all out. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, because I know that I have been challenged at times with being a peacemaker. Not, not having peace, but trying to bring peace into a situation. And God, I know that there have been times in my own life where I allowed the flesh to get the best of me. And God, what we don't want to do is damage or further damage any relationship that we have. So right now, for these at the front and even those who are standing, for those who are watching, I intercede as pastor today. Lord, I pray that we can become peacemakers. We be the one to initiate bringing the temperature down, not escalating it, not taking it higher, not going back and forth, not doing tick for tat, not one-upping what they said, so now I got to go up higher. Lord, help me to say enough is enough. Let me not put it on them to wait for them to do it. Let me start with me, God, to say, God, we're not going here today. We're not doing this today. So, Lord, we rely on your spirit today for those at the altar, for those standing, for those watching, to help us keep the temperature down. 
we want to be called children of God. So help us even at work. Challenging co-workers and bosses. Help us in our families. For the people who like and function in dysfunction. Help us God. That when we see all of this coming. We are reminded to be peacemakers. Not just be peaceful. So Lord I pray that as we go into this Passion Week. That there can be reconciliation in some of the relationships that maybe we have. Some of the ones that are strained. Let us change our perspective. You'll use us, God. Holy Spirit, guide us on how we should navigate these challenging relationships that sometimes we have. And God, I pray that as you give us wisdom, we will look more like you. Silence us sometimes, God. We don't have to, we don't have to return what's being said to us. We don't have to give them a response even when they're lying on us. Help us, God. Help us to be like you did when you went into Jerusalem for the final time. The focus was on the glory of God, not on the ones who was doing you wrong. And so, God, we thank you for the time today and we'll give you all glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give God a big clap off in the praise. Come on, we're going to have some peacemakers. Peacemakers. Come on, y'all do it with me. Do it with me. Do it with me. This is what we're doing this week. And if it get real good, you got to start from up here. Y'all return to your seats real quick. I got a, one more announcement to make. Peacemakers. We cannot be called children of God unless we are peacemakers. Plead the blood of Jesus over our houses because that's where the enemy is attacking the most. If I can create drama and dysfunction and discord at home, it spills over everywhere else. We did not do the announcements earlier, so I'm going to ask you at this time to turn your attention to the screens. And then we'll have one final announcement and we'll be on our way. Calling all graduates, high school, college, or trade school to email your full name, contact number, school name, major, GPA, and plans after graduation to scholarship at Ivy Baptist Church org by May 1st. Fridays at noon, join us for our Good Friday corporate prayer call on Zoom. Meeting ID is 757-244-5004 or you can dial in to 312-626-6799. Married couples only are invited to our virtual meeting on Friday, April 21st at 7 p.m. on Zoom. Meeting ID 757-244-5009. The 21-day challenge for the married couples, April 1st through the 21st, will be part of the discussion. It is not too late to join the challenge. Email valkeepers at ivybaptistchurch.org. Save the date for our excellent resurrection egg hunt on Saturday, April 8th from 1 to 3 p.m. at Ivy. This event is for Ivy kids only. You can bring a friend and bring your own basket. One thing that's true about Ivy is that we don't just love God, but we also love God's people and our community. We have started an initiative called Operation Bless the Community. And since we started it, we have raised almost $150,000 and all of the resources 
are going right back out into our community so our community and our families can be better. We're going to do it again this year. We want your support. Any donation of any amount that goes to Operation Bless the Community will go out into the communities that we serve to make our place better for everyone. We want everybody to win around here. So please, why don't you consider giving a donation to Operation Bless the Community? Any size, any amount, all of it will go toward blessing our community and helping those in need. We appreciate in advance your support. April 9th, Resurrection Sunday service will be here at Ivy. Two services, 8 a.m., Worship and Word, will not be streamed. 10.30 will be a full-blown service and streamed as usual. You don't want to miss Resurrection Sunday. Reminder, no Bible study this week. We will join First Baptist Church Hampton on Thursday at 7 p.m. for Monday Thursday service. Pastor Swan will be the preacher of the hour. Our cancer snippet for the month of March is colorectal cancer. Did you know colorectal cancer is the third most common cancer diagnosed in the U.S.? One in 23 men and one in 24 women will develop this cancer. This cancer is largely preventable through screening. For more information about National Colorectal Cancer Awareness, please visit www.preventcancer or call the American Cancer Society at 1-800-227-2345. Saturday, Power Hour with Shannon has not stopped. Register each week for the classes in April. Contact Shannon for details and payments. Let's keep up the good work. Health is wealth. Calling all graduates, high school, college, or trade school to email your full name contact number, school name, major, GPA, and plans after graduation to scholarship at ivybaptistchurch.org by May 1st. Fridays at noon, join us for our Good Friday corporate prayer call on Zoom. Meeting ID is 757-244-5004 or you can dial in to 312-626-6799. Married couples only are invited to our virtual meeting on Friday, April 21st at 7 p.m. on Zoom. Meeting ID 757-244-5009. The 21-day challenge for the married couples April 1st through the 21st will be part of the discussion. It is not too late to join the challenge. Email valkeepers at ivybaptistchurch.org. Save the date for our excellent resurrection egg hunt on Saturday, April 8th from 1 to 3 p.m. at Ivy. This event is for Ivy kids only. You can bring a friend and bring your own basket. One thing that's true about Ivy is that we don't just love God, but we also love God's people and our community. We have started an initiative called Operation Bless the Community. And since we started it, we have raised almost $150,000. And all of the resources are going right back out into our community so our community and our families can be better. We're gonna do it again this year. We want your support. Any donation of any amount that goes to Operation Bless the Community will go out into the communities that we serve to make our place better for everyone. We want everybody to win around here. So please, why don't you consider giving a donation to Operation Bless the Community? Any size, any amount, all of it will go toward blessing our community and helping those in need. We appreciate in advance your support. April 9th, Resurrection Sunday service will be here at Ivy. 
Two services, 8 a.m. worship and word will not be streamed. 10.30 will be a full-blown service and streamed as usual. You don't want to miss Resurrection Sunday. Reminder, no Bible study this week. We will join First Baptist Church Hampton on Thursday at 7 p.m. for Monday Thursday service. Pastor Swan will be the preacher of the hour. Our cancer snippet for the month of March is colorectal cancer. Did you know colorectal cancer is the third most common cancer diagnosed in the U.S.? One in 23 men and one in 24 women will develop this cancer. This cancer is largely preventable through screening. For more information about National Colorectal Cancer Awareness, please visit www.preventcancer or call the American Cancer Society at 1-800-227-2345. Saturday, Power Hour with Shannon has not stopped. Register each week for the classes in April. Contact Shannon for details and payments. Let's keep up the good work. Health is wealth.